Welcome to Not Your Mother's Menopause, Making Hormones Make Sense, with Dr. Fiona Lovely. Dr. Lovely is an expert on health, treating women and their families from around the world. Her specialities include endocrinology, functional neurology, and functional medicine. Please visit us at drlovely.com. And now, here's the doctor. Hello, ladies. This is Dr. Fiona Lovely from Not Your Mother's Menopause, Making Hormones Make Sense podcast. I hope everyone's well. Uh, be getting lots of great feedback about the uh, topics that I'm choosing for you. I'd sure like to hear from you if you have some thoughts on what you'd like me to speak about. I'll uh, let you know how to contact me at the end of the podcast. I thought it was high time that we have a conversation about food. And um, because food can be such an issue for so many of us, for so many reasons, emotional, physical, uh, societal, and otherwise, I'm going to try to keep it really simple here to start uh, to start the conversation, really, and talk about some really actionable things that you can do to um, be healthier with uh, your food choices. So... It was Hippocrates himself who said, let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. So he is considered to be the um, father of modern medicine. And for him to say something like that so many thousands of years ago, it really makes you think, what have we um what have we done to food and why aren't we turning to it uh, more rapidly? So sugar and alcohol from our diet. Now, I don't know about you, but when I say those words, I can feel panic rising in my body. (laughs) It's no easy feat to do that. I'm sure there are some disciplined uh, folks out there who who could make that happen, but I think that's a difficult step for a lot of us. And so um, let me give you some other ideas that you can do to really um, get your uh, eating into a healthier place. So again, identify what it is you really eat and how much. Look at it and say, does it come from the earth? Is it from an animal or a plant? Does it have a label on it? If it does have a label, does the label have more than three or four ingredients? And can you pronounce what's what's on the label? You know, chances are if there's a label on it, um, it means we've processed it in some way. So you can make different choices about it. I, I think it was uh, Jamie Oliver who said, who said basically, Jamie Oliver, the chef, who said, if it wasn't in your grandma's pantry, don't eat it. Or if your grandma wouldn't recognize it, don't eat it. And I think that's really, really good advice too. Uh, number three is a big one. Are you eating to meet your emotional needs or your physical needs or both? And I think for a lot of us, food becomes um, the comfort place for us. And and uh, we will eat around that needing comfort. And that's a fairly common thing for women. So food can equal shame and guilt and sadness, anger, regret, blame and self-lo- self-loathing. 
Um, and so really food is nothing more than the fuel with which we need to, uh, make our machine work, the machine of our human body. So we've layered all this crap on top of it. And I'm saying to you, look at the patterns with which you consume food. Are you doing it when you are feeling any of these emotions or other emotions? Are you doing it when you're feeling empty? Are you doing it when you're feeling happy or sad? And, Again, go to a a better um, prepared place where you're eating healthy foods for the sake of uh, feeding the machine and not feeding your uh, whatever it is you're feeling needs, um, whatever it is you're feeling in that moment, whatever it is your brain is saying you need to have uh, emotionally satisfied. I mean, really just refuse to play the emotional game with food. Um, it's become widely accepted, but it's not the healthiest practice we have, not at all. So if you can manage to detach yourself from that, that can be very, very helpful. So again, if you can't, uh, eliminate immediately and completely grains, sugar, and alcohol from your diet, then these ideas can give you, uh, some place to start to make healthy changes with your food so that your hormones can get into a more balanced place. So number four, eat smaller, more frequent meals. You hear this one a lot and there's a lot of reasons for it. Um, you know, it helps us detach a little bit from that emotional thing. If we've got, if we've got a schedule and we're prepared and we're carrying foods with us that are healthy. So we're not having to try to find a place, uh, to, Uh, nourish ourselves because it's not very often that you can get a great restaurant that you know everything that goes in it. It's as healthy as you would cook it at home. Chances are it has a lot of extra added stuff that probably isn't great for you. Eating smaller, more frequent meals is better for adrenal glands, the stress glands, and their health uh, gives them a constant level of fuel. Uh, It's better for maintaining healthy blood sugar. It's better for hormonal health. It's better for keeping your mood balanced. It's better for uh, getting you to sleep in a better way. Uh, There's just a lot of really good reasons why eating smaller, more frequent meals, it's almost like you're, you become a grazer or a snacker. So no more than three hours goes by that you're awake, that you haven't had something healthy, uh, to eat. Um, and you know, I just should add this, uh, in here, a lot of, a lot of resources in the food industry and diet industries have gone into vilifying certain, food groups and, um, you know, setting aside that there are, uh, people who legitimately have food intolerances and allergies to things like, uh, gluten, dairy, soy, corn, eggs. Uh, those are, um, some pretty big ones, sort of the, the normal, um, big things that people have allergies to setting those things aside. Um, there's really, if anybody's still trying to tell you that a low-fat diet is a good idea, seriously, they should just just say no. Like, stop the insanity on that one. Uh, it turns out our 
brain operates um, from healthy fats and can fuel itself from healthy fats. Uh, so make sure you're getting lots of that in the diet. Of course, the nerves um, that go out to all the parts of the body actually have those healthy fats as their nerve coverings. And so it really, really makes a difference. Um, you know, certainly sugar is a problem for a lot of things, especially when we're eating to we're eating to gain sweetness in our lives rather than finding the sweetness inherently in life. And that's uh, an emotional consideration for a lot of us. And I have certainly found that the women in my practice who have a difficult time with sugar are the ones that are either missing love in their lives or not capable of self-love, which of course is a muscle. You have to work on it, right? So low fat isn't healthy. Uh, reducing sugar is a good idea. When you eat sugar, um, you know, make it something that has natural fiber with it, like a piece of fruit. That way the sugar, um, doesn't you know that's the way mother nature gives us uh sweetness without causing problems with our blood sugar by the way uh low fat low fat products typically are loaded with chemicals in order to give your um the same satisfaction that you get when you eat um, higher fat items. So basically anybody who's telling you vilifying any particular, uh, food group is, um, just a bit suspect in my world. So, you know, look at, uh, whether or not you may have intolerances or allergies, eliminate those. Certainly if those are problematic for you and understand this, if gluten is a problem for you, if dairy is a problem for you, you have to eliminate it totally. It is not like, uh, the macronutrients like protein or uh, sugar or uh, fats, you you can reduce some of those and have uh, healthy effects if that's what you're looking for. But on the other hand, um, if it's an allergy like gluten, like wheat, like dairy, uh, like soy, it has to be gone totally because even a small amount can launch a response in the body, okay? So you got to look at them as, as different things. Okay, number five. So on your plate, protein number one, healthy fats from avocados, seeds, nuts, coconut oil, fish, these sorts of things, number two, and veggies, number three. That's what you want to see on your plate. And finally, eating well is the single best self-care action you can do. We've talked a lot about self-care on this on this uh, um, podcast, and it's a super important thing for me uh, to inspire women to do it for themselves. Because once you actually care about yourself enough, then eating well and thinking well and having other healthy th- habits is much easier to do. I hope you've gotten something out of this. I know this is a really big topic and I'm just touching on it in my own special way. Uh, Hopefully there's some nuggets here that have been helpful for you. I uh, have some ideas about where I'd like to go with the next podcast because, of course, when we talk about food, how can we not talk about weight or body ideal? And again, this is a huge topic, uh, a huge topic that is 
multi-dimensional and represents something different for every woman. So um, if you would like to hear me talk about something specific there, you can contact me on my Facebook page, which is Not Your Mother's Menopause Podcast, Making Hormones Make Sense. You can leave me a private message there and I will get it. Um, otherwise, if you wish to continue this conversation or start a conversation about your own hormonal health, you can email me directly, drlovely at drlovely.expert. The views and nutritional advice expressed by Dr. Fiona Lovely are not intended to be a substitute for conventional medical service. If you have or suspect that you have a medical problem, promptly contact your health care provider. No information offered here should be interpreted as a diagnosis of any disease, nor an attempt to treat or prevent or cure any disease or condition. As with any new advice or program, you should always contact your healthcare provider prior to starting anything new. Thank you.